Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's to everybody listening on Tuesday. We got a lot to talk about today. The Super Bowl is over and done with, which means it is baseball season. The WBC is right around the corner. I'm doing my top 10 WBC teams. We're to the outfield now. Outfield tiers. I'm going to rank all of the outfielders, put them in tiers. That's going to be fun. Uh, name that team is coming up. Some sign-stealing allegations are out there now. We're going to dive in to all of it. This episode is going to be a blast. Let's get to it. He swings and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. A huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. It is baseball season, my friend. It's my favorite tradition. The second the Super Bowl ends, tweeting out, it's baseball season. But, Alex, yes. you were there. You I were was. down in Arizona. Um, you didn't go to the game, but you were there for a few days, partying it up, living it up. So, first off, because I want, I know you were at the Waste Management, and I want to ask you about being at Hole 16, but the Super Bowl, the yeah. parties, how was it? It was epic. And honestly, because of the time of year and being in Arizona, it felt like I was going back to spring training because that's where I fly. <laughs> I flew in for like 10 years True. to Phoenix for spring training. And there were a lot of baseball players already there at all of the events. As I told you earlier, I had Cole Tucker at my event on Thursday. You saw and Albert Vanessa Pujols. Vanessa Hudgens, was he there Vanessa Hudgens, yeah. Newly uh, newly engaged. Congratulations, you two. Um, you had Bryce Harper, Albert Pujols at the game. I'm assuming Trout was probably there too because he's obsessed be. with Pujols Philly. was wearing all Chiefs gear, I saw at the game. Well, yeah, because KC. That's like his home. He lived in Kansas City forever. So that's like his jam. Yeah, well, yeah, he got a photo with Jay Z. I don't know if you saw that. Pujols He's and like Jay-Z, living, the collab we uh, all needed. living up that retired life. But it was so much fun. It's a like I've never just gone for like fun work events, not yeah. like working working. So that was you were living it up. It was a blast. I got to go to the <laughs> concerts each night. I went to Paramore Thursday, went to Dave Matthews Friday, and then I was at Waste Management all day Friday day. Did you go to the Bud Light party? Yeah. That's the that's the epic one. Bud Light and DirecTV, from what I recall, yeah. are the the legendary. Epic. Uh, look, and, and uh, then, so I need to ask you about this because I'm a big fan of the Waste Management Golf Tournament. When, when you think of golf tournaments – there's a lot of other majors that people talk about, but this should be one. It's electric out there, and hole 16 is a par three that is just like a cathedral. It's of, a stadium. Of, it's a stadium built yeah. around it, and people are going insane. Beers thrown during hole in ones. Oh yeah, and you were there. What day were you there? Friday. Friday. Yeah, we had a All suite right. at hole 16. Explain the hole 16 experience to me, like I have never experienced okay. it because I haven't in person. And it's not your typical golf tournament okay you got to think of festival meets college party meets 
there happens to be golf going on while it's happening. So when you're in the stadium, and by the way, like they are selling drinks on every corner. People are like <laughs> doing beer bongs at 8 a.m. in the morning. Like I, it is a wild, raging party that all culminates around hole 16. Okay. So as soon as the players walk in under the tunnel from 15 to 16, people are either cheering or booing automatically. <laughs> After their first swing, wherever the ball lands, you are either getting booed your entire walk to the green or you are getting cheered. And if it's a good shot, beers are getting thrown out on the like, <laughs> It is everything I hoped it would be and more. It That's was great. so much fun. The energy just got better and better throughout the day, probably because people were pretty hammered by the end of the day. Because like in the suites, it's open bar. So it's like all you can drink, all you can eat. Yeah. Just go for it and everyone is having such a good time like there is not I one unhappy person there if you can go to waste management and get into hole 16 put it on the bucket list yeah i Add i it. really want to experience that um all the whole weekend looked awesome um being a cowboys fan the eagles losing totally fine with <laughs> me um but so I need to ask you a question, yeah. and I don't know if you saw this tweet of mine, but it created quite the frenzy on social media, and it's really had me thinking a lot since. I want to ask you this, because I, I tweeted this out. Um, the city of Philadelphia has been going through it a little bit over the Oof. in the last Oof. 100 days, yeah. right? They have lost in three championships, yeah. obviously the Super Bowl and the World Series, yep. and then they lost in the MLS championship. Yeah. I tweeted out, and I want to get your opinion here. I tweeted out that... Here's what I said. People hating on Philly for losing three championships in the last 99 days feels a lot like a weird way of making themselves feel better that their own team stunk and couldn't be there to begin with. Sure, it's not fun losing in the championship, but I'd rather my team be there and lose than have gone 79 and 83 or 9 and 8. So my question to you is, would you rather your team stink or would you rather the heartbreak of losing in a championship? Rather the heartbreak of losing in a championship Thank because you. you have what it takes to get there and there's always next year. And you have, Jalen Hurts said this, I think he was asked by like a kid after the game, he was asked, you know, what are you going to take away from this loss? And he said, you have two options here. You can take a loss either as a learning experience or you can choose to be upset about it. And you can learn and know and depend on the guys it took everyone to get there and you can use that to build off of the next season. So I... 100% hands down, I hope you get to the big game right. in any sport because that's what it's about. That's what you're playing for the entire season. And if you get there, it means you have a good team. Right. Be it happy just, about it. It's like so many people are making fun of Philly. It's like they had, they're had they all good. Don't they be just, jealous. They just lost at the at the very end. Don't be jealous. Um, one final thing that came out of the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. baseball-related, the captain, number two, Derek Jeter, has been announced as our new co-worker. I love Which it. Is we're so cool. We're just picking up all the goats. We got Tom Brady for football. We're getting Jeter for baseball. And then Brady even gave him a little like heart, heart welcome when Fox announced it. That was on cool. social I, media. I did see that. Yeah. And then we picked it up and said our our social said from goat to goat. Yeah. Um, here's Jeter's tweet, not a very long one. <laughs> Excited to join the MLB on Fox family. So uh, hopefully his uh Analysis of the game will be a little longer, you know. Of, he's gonna be, <laughs> he's gonna be so good, and so is Tom. Oh, like, they are. Just their insight. It's like they're some of the best to ever do it. But that's who you want to hear from. Being the best, you want to hear from the best in the game. Yeah. And like, it's so rare that you get a player that was at the peak 
retired, and then now they're coming to talk about the game. Yep, absolutely. Um, so welcome to Derek Jeter, the MLB on Fox family. And Alex, baseball is here. Pitchers is here. and catchers. Some reported yesterday, some are reporting today, some are reporting this week, but pitchers and catchers are reporting to spring training. There was a video this morning from the Mets of Justin and Max walking into the complex together. Um, pretty cool seeing that. Really weird seeing Justin in a Mets uniform. I didn't realize, like, every time this has happened, which hasn't been a ton in his career, obviously yeah, just the third time. Houston and yeah. just... Now the Mets, it's been very weird seeing him not in a Tigers uniform, though I'm getting used to not seeing it. But every time it's a new uniform, it's so weird. It's not even Astros. I, just It's just weird he's still not in a Tiger uniform. <laughs> I'm so excited for this season and just to see um, just to see pitchers throwing to catchers and the sound of the sound of baseball. It's it's magnificent. I, I needed this to get here and we're here. We are here. Like I told you, it felt like spring training, even just being out at Super Bowl week, because obviously we're leading into majority of the players showing up this week and they were there. They were at events. They were at parties. And I love it. It's, that, that's like my my home away from home for seven weeks out of the year for a decade. I love that Cole Tucker was there. Despite, his spring training's in Florida. He's just living it up with with Vanessa Hudson. By the way, I played against Cole. His like first high A game. Yeah. Was well, he's gonna- in the Rockies now. Rockies organization. Oh, yeah, yeah, True. Good yeah. point. And they're out there. Yes. I played against him right after he got drafted by the Pirates, and it was going to be his first game in high A, and he was a big name because he was drafted yeah. high. And we're getting ready to play, and we're first taking BP, and all of a sudden somebody comes in the locker room saying, hey, they have a, a new lineup called Tucker's Out. I was like, what? And they said, yeah, he was bunting, like just sticking his bat out to bunt so the pitcher could get loose. Ball hits his bat, hits his eye, and he like breaks his orbital bone in his eye and was out for a long time. And I was like, geez, this is bad luck. Yeah, but that's brutal. Now he's living it up at the Super Bowl with Vanessa Hudgens. So Found love. Right. Um, all right. Do not forget, everyone, we have done bat giveaways over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We will continue to do a bat giveaway today. You can win one of these six beautiful bats. So stay tuned. Bat announcements and giveaways coming up. I mean to tell you, this thing, it's beautiful. Alex can attest to it. It's sick. It is. It's got a little pink. Look at the pink in the barrel. There is? Yeah. Oh! Who knew? I did. So keep listening. (laughs) Secret email address will be announced later, and you can win another one of these um, special custom-made flipping bats. Bats. Ben's bats. Ben Ben's bat. (laughs) Um, So... Spring training is here. The regular season starts March 30th. We're about a month and a half away, but we are just a couple of weeks away, Alex, from the WBC. And I could not be more pumped for the WBC. So many people, players, players, players are people, all stars. So many all stars are playing in this tournament. And Alex and I are going to have it all covered for you. And what we're going to do today is my top. 10 WBC teams because I truly don't believe people understand how many players that they know very well all stars are playing for all teams across the country here this isn't just the top three teams in the world are going to be good there's players playing on every team so I'm going to explain all that let's get into my top 10 WBC teams at number 10 Cuba now Cuba is a name that I feel like we should all expect to be good but 
they're not there's a lot of Cuban players in Major League Baseball, but not a ton are playing. So I think people might be a little surprised seeing Cuba at 10, but some notable names that are playing Luis Robert, Yoan Mancata, and Yoannis Cespedes Ooh. is playing. I didn't know. I don't know how that's gonna go, but he is he is playing. So I have Cuba at number 10. I'm a big Luis Robert fan. Um, but they're here at 10. At number nine. Canada. Canada has some guys playing. Freddie Freeman, Tyler O'Neill, Nick Pavetta, Matt Brash, Cal Contrill, Bo Naylor. They're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. They, they have a solid squad, so they come in at number nine. At number eight on my list, Korea. Now, Korea has a very big strength, and it is up the middle. They are going to be nasty. Their middle infield will be Ha-Sung Kim and Tommy Edmond. Gold gloves, nasty defense. They have some guys that can pitch. Kwang Hyun Kim is on the team as well. So Korea, sneaky. Sneaky good team. They're here at number eight. Let's move on to number seven, the Netherlands. Now, the Netherlands are going to be pretty nasty. They have Xander Bogarts, Kenley Jansen, Jonathan Scope, Didi Gregorius, Andrelton Simmons, Pedro Strope, Jair Jurgens. So... Pitching is weak. You got to get to Kenley Jansen. But offense will be pretty good. Solid. Xander Bogart's new new Padre. Yeah. Making a lot of money. So. Now that I just hear you like kind of list off that lineup. Pretty good. Don't don't sleep on the Netherlands. Right? Yeah. They've been historically good in the past and will continue to be. They're, they're going to be good this year. Yeah. Good chunk of major league players. Um, At number six. Mexico, Mexico, going to be really good. Julio Urias, Jose Urquidy, Patrick Sandoval, Taiwan Walker, Alejandro Kirk, Alex Verdugo, Randia Rosarena. Those are just the big names. There's plenty of other names on that team that you will know and, and know well and are nasty. So watch out for Team Mexico, in my opinion. I think after we're going to do like some sleepers, yeah. we'll get into that, but Team Mexico here at number six. That means we are on to my top five teams in the WBC. At number five, Puerto Rico. Jose Barrios, Edwin Diaz, the nastiest closer in the game of baseball. Jorge Lopez, Marcus Stroman, Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez. I mean, just nastiness. You got you got, it's going to be electric. Javi Baez and Lindor up the middle. We've seen it before in a WBC. We've seen it um, with the Mets at the end of last year. They're going to be fun. Or that wasn't last year. Maybe that was two years ago. That was two years ago. But still, they're going to be fun to watch up the middle. Puerto Rico comes in at number five for me. At number four, Venezuela. Jose Altuve, Salvi Perez, Miguel Cabrera, David Peralta, Anthony Santander, Pablo Lopez, Ranger Suarez, Glaber Torres, Andres Jimenez. Whoo! Pretty nasty. Pretty nasty. That's at number four. All right. So now we're at the top three. And this is, I have done a good bit of talking about these teams. I've mm-hmm. projected their lineup. So let's get to number three for me, which is Team Japan. I have Japan at number three. Um, a lot of guys that we do know on this team and on this roster and in the lineup, those being Lars Nupar, Shohei Otani, Seiya Suzuki, um, but some names that 
we might not be super familiar with over here that we will become very familiar with. Muntaka Murakami, unbelievable. He will be he will be a stud when he comes over. He's still young. He just broke the all-time single-season home run record in Japan. He's 23 years old. He'll be he'll be able to be posted in two years, I think. So watch out for him. Um, Yoshida, who just came over and is with the Red Sox. This lineup that I predicted at the top will be Newt Bar, Shohei Otani, Seiya Suzuki, Murakami, Yoshida. This is pretty nasty. Now, on the pitching side of things, this is where they will be perhaps the best Oof. rotation in the WBC. Nasty. Shohei Otani, Yu Darvish, Roki Sasaki, Yamamoto, and Shota Imanaga, who I got to meet in Japan, actually. So this is unbelievable. Roki Sasaki is the name I want to highlight here because he has not yet been able to be posted, but he will be coming to the United States at some point. He throws 103 miles an hour. He threw back-to-back -back perfect games in Japan last year, won nine innings and then won eight innings, but he got taken out because of his pitch count. Team Japan is the real deal. Can we just take a moment here and realize we might see Shohei Otani face oh. Mike Trout for the first time, which is going to be so epic. I need that. Who's going to win? Who are you taking in this matchup? Are we going to see Trout get a hit? Are we going to see Otani strike out Trout? Like, what's going to go down? Uh, might be my favorite matchup that I'm looking for. I to, need this, if they get there. I need this matchup to happen. happen. I don't think Shohei is going to pitch a ton in this. I yeah. like if they face each other, it'll be one at bat. Yeah. Um, but I I will say before I answer your question, I do think Shohei is going to pitch in this. He he kind of has to, you know, yeah. to get ready for. Well, it's also your saying, spring like, training as right. well. Like this is a part of their spring training. Right. You're missing spring training. You're playing in the WBC, so you got to be ready for the regular season. So he's not going to throw six, seven innings, but we might see him throw two innings and then three innings and then maybe a third outing and throw four innings. Who knows? But um, Shohei versus Trout. I hope we get it. Um, so bad. I think. I think it's going to be a situation where Shohei has to – well, it'll probably be in a big – if it happens, it'll either be in the semis or the finals. Yeah. I feel like Trout's going to get a hit. Yep. I feel like Same. nobody it's, it's knows – It's got to be Trout. Nobody it's be Trout knows is get a Shohei hit. better than Exactly. Than Trout. Like, Trout's going to get a hit. He's going to get a hit. And it's right. my Trout. So, Team Japan comes in at number three. Let's move on to number two. The United States of America. Huh. Now, I will preface this by saying – that these are, in my opinion, the top rosters in the WBC. And for me, I don't, I, we'll get into it more when, when I say who number one is. Team USA is unbelievable. Um, and it all, it all revolves around their lineup. I projected Team USA's lineup a couple of weeks ago, and here it is. It's perhaps the greatest lineup that has ever existed. Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, Kyle Tucker, Paul Goldschmidt, Pete Alonzo. JT Realmuto and Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil just won a batting title, batting ninth, perhaps. We'll see. But it's just, a, it's unbelievable. Now, on the pitching side of things, the biggest knock on Team USA is their pitching. I've had enough of that. The, you're telling me this, this isn't good enough to win? Clayton Kershaw, Lance Lynn, Adam Wainwright, Merrill Kelly, Brady Singer, Devin Williams, Ryan Presley, David Bednar. So, this pitching is better than Team USA had last time, and guess what? They won it all last time. 
pitching is adequate. You get into the bullpen, an eighth, ninth inning of Devin Williams and Ryan Presley, two of the best, two of the best late inning relievers in the game of baseball. Absolutely. Sign me up. Team USA is nasty. Their lineup is perhaps the greatest lineup that has ever existed. And their pitching is good enough to win. Absolutely is. But I have them here as the number two best team in the WBC. Alex is giving me looks. Let's get to number one yeah. on my list. Yeah. Number one, the Dominican Republic. I believe the Dominican has the best roster on paper in the WBC. I predicted their lineup as well. So I just said Team USA's lineup is perhaps the greatest lineup that has ever existed. This one, it's right there neck and neck with it. Let's go over this. Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He'd probably bump up to five. Wander Franco was uh, put in in place of Jose Ramirez, who had to back out. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Jeremy Pena, Gary Sanchez. I believe those lineups are very close. Give me Team USA's lineup there. I think Team USA's lineup is the best lineup in this, but it, this is a close second. The difference for me, and this is why I put the Dominican at number one, is because you can't, their pitching is, their pitching is better than the United States pitching that is in this tournament. There is no way around that. Sandy Alcantara coming off of Cy Young. Christian Javier just got paid by the Astros. Johnny Cueto, Brian Abreu, Ronzi Contreras, Hector Neris, Gregory Soto, Camilla Duvall, and Rafael Montero. Sandy Alcantara and, and Christian Javier as your one and two? That's, that's unbelievable. And then you have a good back end of the bullpen. So, because of the pitching, I gave them the nod on the best roster, and I have the Dominican Republic at number one best team in the WBC. Alex, do you agree or disagree? Oh, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I would put USA at one, DR at two. But the reason I would have USA at one, and I have, I, I've picked them, I think I said this when we first started talking about the WBC, that they're going to win back-to-back. -back. Mike Trout has never had a chance to win any sort of championship. <laughs> this is his first chance on a big stage to go out and win something. We heard him talking on MLB Network this last week, a couple weeks ago as well, talking about how excited he is. You know he's going to go out there and give it everything he's got and win a piece of hardware. He deserves to win a piece of hardware, and I, I think he's going to will it, and he's going to rally the team around him. I I I agree. I I will okay. be. I can. I am picking Team yes. USA to win it. Okay, so you don't think they're the best team? I don't believe they have the best roster in the WBC. So this was just based on rosters. Correct. Okay. Yeah, but I I will be picking Team USA to win it all. They're right there, neck and neck. They're, team Japan is great. There's a there's a one. So who and do two. you have winning? You have USA winning. I am picking Team USA. So to we win. both look at us agreeing on something. Look at us. Look at us. The reason being, I think the roster for Team Dominican Republic is better. And the one and two in rotation, you you really can't beat it. Sandy Alcantara, Christian Javier. But when it comes down to winning one game, let's say they play each other. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it doesn't really matter about your full roster. Team USA is going to be able to throw out a major league starting pitcher, a good yep. starting pitcher, and then give me the USA back into the bullpen of Devin Williams and Ryan Presley. But when it comes to the whole tournament, whose roster do I believe is better? I think it's very close, but that's what I picked the Dominican because of their pitching. But if in a in a head-to-head matchup, I'm picking Team USA, and I'm yeah. picking Team USA to win it all. Yeah, okay. Same, same. Um, all right. One sleeper from each of us. Alex, who you got? I'm taking Puerto Rico. They've got the boss, the World Series champ, Martin Maldonado behind the plate, who every single pitcher <laughs> just True. absolutely loves and he connects with. And then you talked about it earlier. They are so solid up the middle with Baez, Lindor. You got Edwin Diaz back in the bullpen. I just don't count them out. You They've are- got some really key guys there. You are so brave for picking a sleeper with Francisco Lindor and mm. Javi oh, Baez okay. and Edwin Excuse Diaz. Me. Excuse How me. brave. Who is your sleeper? Mexico. Mr. Brave. Oh, you had them at five and six. You had them Mexico. at five and six. So but brave. Mexico's not oh, known so as a brave. baseball powerhouse. Puerto so Rico brave. is. You had their lineups neck and neck. They were four and five. Uh-huh. But Mexico, five. They were both in... Mm. No, Mexico six. They're yeah. out of the top five. I said Are you five and me? six. I yeah, said five and you six. You were right. Yeah, I know. Puerto Rico's in my top five. Mexico's out of my top oh, five. Oh, by one. <laughs> yeah. By one. Look, I don't think when people, I think from from a casual fan of the game of baseball, when you're listening to the WBC and somebody says Team Puerto Rico, somebody will probably say those guys. They have, they're going to be nasty. If somebody says Team Mexico, I don't think people are going to quite understand how good. Team Mexico is. So I'm just giving you crap. Yes, I had them five and six. I do believe both of them will be good. My sleeper is Mexico. Um, one, if you run into Julio Urias in, in a big game, you're you're going to struggle, um, you know, and so, unless it's USA or Dominican or Japan. But, like, in, you know, having him in the rotation, having Jose Urquidy, who's pitched very well in World Series games, Patrick Sandoval, who I really like with the Angels, mm-hmm. Tywin Walker, their rotation is their strength but they do have big offensive guys. So pitching is a strength of theirs, and that's that's what wins you these tournaments. And then you have enough guys like Alejandro Kirk, Alex Verdugo, Randy Rosarina, who hits in big games. Um, so Mexico is my sleeper. Puerto Rico is yours, and we have them at I have them at five and six in my top ten. So we are uh, March 7th. March 7th it begins. There's a late-night game March 7th. I think it's Cuba versus the Netherlands. I can't wait. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep during that entire tournament. We're going to have Baggy Ben showing up to do all of our shows. Baggy (laughs) Ben. All right. Um, Tears time. We've finished the entire infield, as in first, second, third, and shortstop. We haven't done catcher yet. But um, now I'm doing the outfield. And this was a struggle deciding what to do here, whether I just do left field, then center field, then right field. No, 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 my friends. Outfield tears. Everybody in one collective category, every outfielder. And the tiers are as follows, my friend. We have elite. We have almost elite. We have really good. And we have pretty solid. And I added a tier oh, yeah. for the outfielders. This man deserves his own tier. So let's start my outfield tiers with the new tier that is known as the Mike Trout tier. And in this tier is Mike Trout. That's it. The GOAT. You know why? 
Why? Because I did not feel right, and it would not be right, to put Mike Trout in a tier with anybody else in the game of baseball. With all due respect to everybody I'm going to have in the elite tier, Mm -hmm. Mike Trout is the greatest, and Mike Trout is one of the greatest of all time. And that's all that needs to be said about this. He is in a tier of his own, so I created his own tier. Oh, yeah. He's in a league of his own. He's a three-time MVP, 10-time All-Star, nine-time Silver Slugger, two-time All-Star MVP, Rookie of the Year. The only thing this man is missing is a chance to play in the postseason and a chance to go for a World Series. Even hearing you say three-time MVP, I feel like He's Trout, been in the conversation every year. I feel year. like Trout kind of got the like LeBron treatment in the NBA where LeBron yeah. could have won it like every but year you're for, so a, good you're, you're, that for they're a like, long time. Eh. Right. So you need to one-up eh. what you did the previous Which year when you won the Which he's done every year. Right. He's, every single he's year. He's been a perennial MVP for over a decade now. It's unbelievable. And he's in his own tier. All right. Moving on to the elite outfield tier. These are the elite outfielders in the game of baseball. I have Aaron Judge, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Jordan Alvarez, Mookie Betts, Kyle Tucker, Ronald Acuna Jr. Seven. Those are my elite outfielders. Um, Let's start for me here. Julio Rodriguez is a name that I, I, I put him in the elite category. Wait, what? <laughs> like, you wouldn't put Jeremy Pena in elite category because it was his rookie season, but you'd put Jeremy... Julio? you put Julio Rodriguez in elite. Who, wait, wait, who had the better rookie year? Uh, okay, so someone may have won rookie of the year, but... But Jeremy Pena also was the World Series MVP, AL- ALCS MVP, Gold Glove winner. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. I love okay? Jeremy Pena, but Julio Rodriguez. But your your argument was you needed a bigger sample size before you put him not from in him. almost elite and elite. Not from him because it was just one year. Jeremy Pena had a very up and down. Jeremy Pena was really good, and then had a period of time where he was not that same player anymore. Julio Rodriguez broke Mike Trout's record of the only rookie in his rookie year. So he joined Mike Trout. Mike Trout did it in his technical rookie year. Julio Rodriguez is the only rookie in his debut season to go 25-25. 25 homers, 25 stolen bases. He also broke the longest playoff drought in the history of American professional sports. Julio Rodriguez is elite. Okay. No doubt about it. 284, 28 homers, 25 stolen bases, an 853 OPS, a good defense out in center field. He's a star. He is a star. And if he you, is a star. If he is a star, <laughs> but so is Jeremy Pena and deserved to be in almost elite. So are you elite. arguing more that Jer- Julio Rodriguez should if you're, be if out you're of gonna, elite if you're or gonna that Jeremy put, Pena? If you're going to put a rookie in almost elite and elite, you got. You got to make it. You got to make, make it equal the for, rookie that won Rookie of the Year. Well, what and was about by the far World the Series? Rookie. World Series MVP. He was one of the best rookies we've ever seen in history. Okay, he also had a World, World Series MVP when it mattered the most. Exactly. Bump him up. You're living in the past. This is outfield. Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> He's a living lead. in the past, man. <laughs> that was two weeks ago, <laughs> Alex. Last week, whatever it was. Um, those are my elite outfielders. Um, yeah, that's what I got for you. Almost elite. There's a few na- a few more names here. All right, this is. They're not quite elite. They're they're almost elite. Yeah. 
Michael Harris II, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, George Springer, Eloy Jimenez, Brian Reynolds, Byron Buxton, Luis Robert, Fernando Tatis Jr., the outfielder, Teoscar Hernandez, and Starling Marte. Um, a lot of names there. Uh-huh. Lots to digest with all of this. Lots. There's a lot going on here. So there I'm going to talk about a few players in each each category. Okay. Um, here in Almost Elite, I do have a few names that that might jump out. One, George Springer. George Springer is a tough one for me because George Springer, to me, is elite in the playoffs. He is an elite yeah. playoff player. But throughout the regular seasons, he has struggled some staying on the field. Um, he doesn't always put together a full season. 276, 25 homers, 76 RBIs last year. George Springer is a great, great outfielder. Um, but I'm not putting him in that elite category that I did those seven um, previously. So George Springer is a name there. Um, let's see who else here. Michael Harris the second is yeah. another name that he just won Rookie of the Year on the National League side. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't play a full season. These are from what we saw from him in very limited time. These are elite numbers. 297, 19 homers, 20 stolen bases. He almost went 2020 in like half a season. So for me, I just want to, I want to see it over a, over a full season from him. These are the Michael Harris. The second appears to be one of the game's great outfielders. I just couldn't put him there yet because we haven't seen a ton of him, but, um, wanted to highlight him in this list. So, uh, I don't know how many I have. I feel like it's around 12, but There's Alex, anything anything from you there? No. It works. There's a lot. 11. But it There's works. 11. Okay. It's a lot of really good outfielders. Almost elite outfielders, you could say. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Right. Speaking of really good outfielders, let's yeah. move on to my really good outfielders. Boy, there Oof. is a lot here. We have 5, 10, 15, 17, I believe, if my math is correct. Um, let's get to it. Really good outfielders. Brandon Nimmo, Corbin Carroll, Jazz Chisholm Jr., the outfielder, Dalton Varsha, Nick Castellanos, Chris Bryant, Anthony Santander, Stephen Kwan, Hunter Renfro, Angels legend, Taylor Ward, Angels legend, Ian Happ, <laughs> Mitch Hanniger, Alex Verdugo, Andrew Benintendi, Tyler O'Neill, Jake McCarthy, Randy Arozarena. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got. Um, before I, I think you got something for me, I'll highlight one Brandon Nimmo here. Okay, Brandon Nimmo, I feel like continues to be one of the game's more underrated outfielders. His numbers aren't going to jump out at you if you look at this Mets team. He's not going to be the name, especially now with all the superstars on yeah. the team. He's not one of those superstars, but he is a very underrated player in the game of baseball. And like I said, his numbers on the surface aren't going to jump out. Two seventy four, sixteen homers. 102 runs scored. Those are really solid, but the player that he is is really good. A great defensive outfielder. Can be a great leadoff hitter for you if that's where you put him. Works counts. Plays hard. Great clubhouse guy, um, but his intangibles on the field are why he got paid as he got paid. He got paid as a really good, almost elite outfielder in the game of baseball, so I wanted to talk about him just because I feel like he is more underrated than people give him credit for. Now I want to talk about Jazz. Because obviously, he's an incredible player, right? But we've only seen him play in the infield. He hasn't played in the outfield in the majors 
or the miners. Mm-hmm. So we don't totally know what we're going to get yet. You have him in really good just based off of who he is as a player in the infield? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can't like not. Because we don't have anything to go off of in the outfield. Right. I didn't put Nothing. him in the second base tiers and I had to like, he is going to play center field this yeah. year. Yeah. So I I think this is where I ended up slotting him in. Okay. Um, I think if we see Jazz, one, take a step forward, and two, be able to play a good defense. He has said before um, he his goal is to play a gold glove caliber center field. So okay. he's saying the right things. I just – I haven't seen him out there. Yeah. I think a Jazz could – I think Jazz could be one of the game's elites or almost elite in the outfield, but we don't know. But I, I, I'm not going to put him in – I'm not going to not list him. I have, to, I have yeah. to list him. I just didn't know exactly where to put him. But in very limited time last year – 254, 14 homers, 12 stolen bases, but that doesn't. That's in 21 games. That doesn't begin to tell the story. Jazz on the cover of MLB The Show 23. He's one of the most electric players in the game of baseball. He's fun to watch. He came on the show last year, and if you have not yet listened to that episode, Jazz Chisholm is very, very, very impressive. His baseball IQ is through through the roof. His work ethic is incredible. Um, I, I walked away from that. I was a huge fan of jazz, wanted to bring him on the show. I walked away from that blown away and really impressed with jazz Chisholm. So I'm excited to see him make this transition to the outfield. Um, so without really much to go off of, I slotted him in here at really good. All right. Um, one other player I wanted to highlight here. I am all in all in this year. On Corbin Carroll. Ooh. I have Corbin Carroll slotted in here is really good. I believe we're not even doing our, we'll do a season preview episode right before the season starts. I believe Corbin Carroll is going to win the National League Rookie of the Year. He's got it all. He's the fastest player in the game of baseball analytics wise. When you when go to his baseball savant page, he's in the hundredth percentile in speed. In, very, in 32 games last year, he hit 264 homers and 830 OPS. He's going to steal a bunch of bags. He's going to play good defense. He has, he has all of the tools. I'm going to give you all a, a comp, a Corbin Carroll comparison. Okay. Jacoby Ellsbury. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. That's who he reminds me of. Okay. Jacoby Ellsbury. Remember the name? I am the driver of the Corbin Carroll bandwagon. <laughs> Hop on board now. Hop on board whenever you want. But the train is taken uh. off from the station right now. Corbin Carroll is going to be unbelievable. I love him. I'm all in. Okay. All right. Are you on the bandwagon with me? Hop on. Mm, I need a little more sample size. Well, you're going to be too late. I'll be tailing. I'll Wait. be stopping traffic for you. You're going to tail. Until I hop on. Fall behind. All right. Um, where else are we going here? Pretty solid. Pretty mm-hmm. solid. This is the last tier. Yeah. There's a lot of outfielders. They, they. I was pretty strict with, with these outfielders. So there's going to be some names that that didn't make a tier. Um, this last tier is pretty solid. Mm. Cody Bellinger, yeah. Cubs legend. Cody Bellinger. <laughs> Seiya Suzuki, Harrison Bader, Lars Newtbar, Ramon Laureano, Michael Conforto, Austin Meadows, Jorge Soler, Masataka Yoshida, Jesse Winker, Jack Sawinski, Christian Yelich. 
and Jock Peterson. Those are the names in the pretty solid list. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody Bellinger mm. is here. Cody Bellinger, what year is it? It's 2023. Four, four years ago, I would have had him in the elite category. He hasn't hit above 240 since 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough. Tough. Um, yeah, tough. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> 210 average last year, 19 homers, 14 stolen bases, 68 RBIs, and that is in uh, – that's a lot of games that were played there. That's not a and a that's not a half season or a quarter season. Cody Bellinger uh, is not the Cody Bellinger that that we will tell our grandkids about someday. That was rookie of the year, won a gold glove, was the NLCS MVP, MVP, and silver slugger. Yeah. But hasn't hit above 240 since 2019. Yeah. Cody Bellinger it's is not brutal. the same player anymore. So can he get back to that? Probably not, but can he get back to any any sort of resemblance of what we've seen from him? Maybe. Sure, maybe. Um, but he will play a good defense. You know you can get that. He will hit for power, probably hit for over 20 home runs still. So I have him in pretty solid, not yeah. because his numbers his numbers have been pretty solid lately, because they haven't. But because I want them, I want to believe that he yeah. can be Cody Bellinger. What he that, was before. Yeah. So we'll see. An interesting one there because a few years ago he'd be elite. Yeah. If you go based off of the last two years, he's nowhere in these tiers. But I slotted him in at pretty solid because I did want to talk about him. Uh, Austin Meadows, another name for the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a bigger pickup for the Tigers last offseason that had a very difficult year. Um, he didn't play much at 250. Um, and, but that's in 36 games. Austin Meadows is a good player. He also in 2022 had COVID strained both of his Achilles had vertigo and probably because of all that, some mental health issues. Yes. And he was, he was very outspoken about those mental health Which is struggles. important. We all should and be talking about absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, um, has recently said that, he worked through a lot of things. He feels physically a lot better, and he feels mentally a lot better. That's so, great news. Um, Tigers fans that don't know a lot about Austin Meadows besides what you saw last year, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Austin Meadows is really good. We saw him be really good with the Rays, and he is a fun player. He's very exciting, and he can be really good. Uh, he's just here right now, but by all accounts, according to him and the people around him, He's in a really good place, and despite these outfield tiers, let's just be happy that he's in a really good place, and I'm excited to watch Austin Meadows this year. Um, Everybody else that I didn't mention? No. The rest. The rest. The rest. Everybody Um, else. All right. that's uh, We had a lot to cover there in the outfield tiers, but one thing that we need to take away here, Mike Trout is in a tier of his own. League of his own. Um, Moving on. Dana Brown. New Houston Astros Ooh. GM making moves already making moves. And Alex, we sat here and we, when we talked about him joining the Astros, we talked about the moves that he was going to make and how, man, is he going to do things like he did with the Braves and um, scouted really well there. And then that Get organization people. just, just locks him up long-term within two weeks yep. of him signing on with the Houston Astros. He's already done it. Christian Javier, who is 23 years old has signed a new deal, $64 million for five years. I love it. I mean. it's what, He's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. And right out of the gates, 
Astro fans have to be excited about their future. Did you see his quote after, like, right when this happened? Which one? Dana Brown. He said, fasten your seat belts. It's time. Yeah. I, uh, if it's you're great. an Astros fan, you have to be excited to have this guy leading the charge because one, he knows talent. We've, mm-hmm. we've gotten that from him. We know his, his eye for talent is great. And then he's been in an organization for, for so long that has done what they did with Christian Javier with the Braves. Like this is what, this was the Braves recipe, their blueprint for success. Find players you believe in that are young and lock them up for a long time. Yep. And Jim Crane and the Astros have, he's been vocal. He doesn't believe in super long-term deals. So five years for Jim Crane and the Astros, that's a that's a healthy that's chunk of time. Yeah. So um, good for Christian Javier. He was nasty, nasty last year. Mm-hmm. Um, in the playoffs, he obviously, we remember the no-hitter. He was a big part of, of yep. the no-hitter, started it through a bunch of innings. Uh, his ERA in the postseason, 0.71. 2 and 0 in the postseason, Oof. a 0. A .051 batting average against. This guy's the real deal. Um, By all accounts and from everything I've heard about him, um, from players and people that have faced him, he throws an invisible. I talked to John Smoltz about it in the World Series. I've talked to plenty of players about it. Um, He's not going to throw 100 miles an hour, but you you can't see. His fastball just jumps and does all of these weird things, He's and you can't teach that. No, look how sweet he looks, too. He looks so sweet. Uh, and he looks so sweet. He does look so sweet. When he, when you were like reading his postseason ERA, all I thought of was that emoji with the and the smoke coming out of its mouth, just like, oh, so hot right now. It's great. Maybe Dana You're Brown welcome. tacked on an extra million because he's so sweet. Who knows? <laughs> um, all right. Astros doing things the right way. Congrats to Christian Javier on his new deal. And... Congratulations are in order to the first two winners Ooh. of our Flippin' Bats custom bat giveaway. Seth Green and Stacy Mulholland have won this Flippin' Bats bat because all they did was take a screenshot that they're subscribed to the podcast and sent in an email of that screenshot to the custom um, email that we give out. That changes every episode. That changes every episode. Yeah. And what's this one? If you want to win from this week's episode, <laughs> we are giving away another bat, one of six. It says flipping bats. It is usable. Very nice wood. You want it. Trust me. All you have to do is subscribe to flipping bats podcast. Just take a screenshot of wherever you're subscribed. If it's on Apple, take a screenshot that you've hit that plus button in the top right. And send it to this email address, dbackslover143 <laughs> at gmail.com. That is dbackslover, D B A C K S, lover143 at gmail.com. And this custom bat <laughs> could be yours. Winner selected next week. Now, let me preface again. I do not come up with these email addresses, and I think this one was a couple reasons. It's Valentine's Day, so uh-huh. in the spirit of loving. And yep. D-backs, just because I'm all in on the D-backs this year. Do I think I they're going to win are. the World Series? No, absolutely not. But do I think they could get in? Do I think they could get into the playoffs? Do I think they could make some noise? Do I think Corbin Carroll is going to be a stud? You're dang right I do. D-backs lover 143 at gmail.com and the bat 
could be yours. Congratulations to Seth Green and Stacey Mulholland for winning two bets. So there's still four more to give away. Now, I may be dating myself here, but are you familiar with 143? No, that's why I don't okay. get it. Okay, it's I love you. So back in like the pager era, because there's one, I, love is four letters, and three, you. That's what, so okay. you used to like page someone 143, and it was like, I love you. I had like a red sparkly pager. <laughs> like middle school <laughs> yeah you had a pager in middle school I did well because I I did <laughs> I did like acting stuff and my manager had to get a hold of me so it was like a it was like for work <laughs> I had like a pager this is great <laughs> all right before we go down this rabbit uh, hole it is time for my one of my favorite parts of every episode name that team <laughs> oh man explain it um, for newbies. Okay. So name that team. I get um, for right now we're doing in. I believe this will be infielders yep. as well, but I get a full infielder catcher, first base, second base, third base and shortstop. I get where they went to college and the high school that they might have been drafted out of. So if they were drafted, if they were drafted out of high school, then we'll put their high school and where they were from. If they were drafted out of college, we'll put the college. And if they were an international signing, we'll put the country they yeah. were from as well. So uh, I've heard this week is going to be tough. So are you ready Alex, for it? Let's get to it. Okay. Play along with me, everyone. This is, these aren't easy, but I, I, I like when everybody joins. Ready? Yep. Team number one. Okay. Catcher out of Oregon State. First base. High school in Florida. Second base, Mississippi State. Shortstop out of the Dominican Republic. And third base, high school, is it Alabama? That's Alabama. That's Alabama. Name that team. Um, I feel like I two of the I, Oregon State and Mississippi State, I think, is Adley Rutschman and Adam Frazier. So is this the Baltimore Orioles? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's go. That was quick. Yeah, that was that, that was, was really quick. Adley, um, yeah, those, yeah. Those, those, that was my giveaway there. Adley and and Adam Fraser. That was great. All right, one for one. Yeah. Yep. Ready for team number two? I don't know. Yes. Yes, you are. Thank you. We yeah. need the confidence. Okay. Team number two, catcher out of Venezuela, first base Utah, second base high school out of Florida, shortstop. Venezuela, third base at a high school in California. Name that team. <sighs> Catcher out of Venezuela. Shortstop Venezuela. Second base. First base Utah. I don't know that. Third base out of California. Um, so Venezuela catcher could be like, um, 30 seconds, Salvi Perez, but then that doesn't make sense with the Bobby Witt is not anywhere to be. I'm going to guess, um, are the Contreras is Venezuelan? I don't know. Stab in the dark here. Cause third base, I, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the Cardinals. Mm -mm. No. Rockies. Rockies. Yeah. Ryan McMahon. CJ Crone. CJ Crone. Yeah. 
tough. All right. Yeah. Whew, that All was right. difficult. All right. We're one for two. Is, is this the last one? This we is have the three? last one. <sighs> okay. You're batting 500 right now. Okay. Let's see how you go. Okay. Yep. All right. Team number three. Catcher out of Venezuela. First baseman, high school out of California. Second base, Illinois State. Shortstop, Dominican Republic. And third base, Mexico. Name that team. So we have another another Venezuelan catcher. It's not Salvi. It's not it's not Contreras. It's not Wilson. William. Third base, Luis Urias, who is Mexican. Okay. Shortstop Willie Adamas, Dominican. First base. High School California, Rowdy Telez. Is yeah. this the Milwaukee Brewers? Yes, it is. Yes. Woo. Now that, that was just, my nice brain was just. Job. The brain was. I was worried for burning. you when you're like, it's not Contreras. I was like, but maybe it is. Woo. The one college guy I didn't, Owen Miller, second base, Illinois State. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did not know nice that. Nice job. Wow. Yeah. I, I, the first one should have gotten, that one was just like, I was doing the work in my head. Yep. Went around the field. I know. Whew. And brought you back. I was nervous then, for you. And then came back. Yeah. Okay. Nice job. That was, uh, yeah, that was, that was good. Two for yeah. three. I feel good about that. Um, I'm going to give myself a, I'm going to give myself an, uh, not an, I'm going to give myself an A today because they were very difficult. Not an A plus first one I should have gotten second one. I didn't get. But the third one was super difficult, and I'm going to give myself an A, and whatever Alex gives me, multiply it and A minus. add two. That's fair. Multiply it. A minus. A. A minus. Um, all right, moving on. A few extra innings, little things we got here. Some rule changes. Yeah. Alex, and the rule changes, they're coming hot and heavy. I, I think I'm not mad at them. The game, like, these are things that are going to help speed up the game a bit. So Which is all, what baseball needs. Yeah, so we all know the rule changes that have been implemented that are on the way. We have the limiting of the shift. We have mm -hmm. the larger bases. But the, this isn't what I'm talking about. Um, a couple things that came out literally yesterday. The the runner on second base and extra innings rule. People are calling it the ghost runner rule. I hate it. It's not a ghost runner. There's a literal person yeah. out there, and he's not a ghost. It's eh, not the ghost But runner. how did he get we there? We put it in our lower third. It's not a ghost, people. But... How did he get there? They he walked Ghost. out there from the dugout because he, didn't he was earn the it. last out of the last. He inning. didn't so earn he it. Came out of the dugout and he walked out there it. to second base and he's standing out there. Um, That's ghosting. The runner on second base and extra innings rule has unanimously been voted okay. to continue for 2023 and beyond. The lower third has been changed to it is a ghost bin. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, so where did he come? That from? rule. You know what? Here's what I'll say about okay. it. I, I don't mind it, and I feel like the the baseball purist fans are all up in arms here. One, guess what? The you don't want to play a twenty inning game on getaway day when you got to be oh. in New York from Oof. Oakland the next day, and it's it's one in the morning, and you're still playing, and it's the twentieth inning. I don't been I don't mind it, but there are a couple things I don't like about it. One. The reliever that pitches the inning, if he gives up that run on second base, it does not count as an earned run. But if he just gives up that one run and his team doesn't score, mm -hmm. he gets a loss. I don't I don't love that. The other thing that's really hard is it completely changes the game 
for these late inning yeah. relief pitchers. Yep. You are dealing with so much stress of having a runner on second base that you did not put there. So you could come in already mentally kind of messing yourself up because we know right. baseball's all a mental game, especially for bond? pitchers. Are they not going to You have bond? no idea. Now it's like you did not – it's out of your control because you did not put that player there. Yep. They are there, and it's like, hey, go figure it out. But as someone who has covered extremely long Angel games because Angels games like averaged like four-plus hours – there needs to be something when we're in 11, yep. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16th inning and it's still going. You had nine innings to figure it out. So I'm not mad at the idea that this is just something that's going to help possibly move the game along a little faster in extra innings. Yeah. I, I'm just not, I'm not on the, the like, I don't mind it one way or the other. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. I don't love that the reliever gets a loss. And here's what I do. It is a different game. Yeah. I do wish... You had nine innings to figure it out. I wish you got, let's say, two extra innings, the 10th and 11th, normal. And then starting in the 12th inning, runner on second base. The mm-hmm. real runner that gets put on second base that's totally not a ghost starts on second base in, like, the 12th. I, and but, if you're going to do it, it's got to be the start of the extra innings. Yeah, well, I, that's why I don't really, like, yeah. it's fine with me. I'm totally yeah. fine with it. Um, and another thing, position player pitching. There has been rules implemented um, to – kind of nip this in the butt a little bit. It started yeah. to get to the point where pitchers were pitching all the time, but MLB has announced plans to extend new rules for position players pitching into the 2023 season. A position player may pitch if the game is in extra innings in the ninth inning when trailing by eight runs or more, or in the ninth inning when leading by 10 runs or more. If it does not fall in those categories, then a pitcher, a position player can not and will not pitch any longer. I just do any leagues have a mercy rule? Like, is the World Baseball Classic having a mercy rule? Yeah. Okay. So this is a situation. If you're having a position player come in, you've obviously kind of given up on the losing side. If it's a really bad loss, have there be some sort of a mercy? Yeah, thing? but the I don't I don't like that because the only like let's say. The Yankees were the best team in baseball for a long time last year and blowing people out. Aaron Judge doesn't get the home run record if the if there's mercy rule and they didn't finish 10 games. You know, like, it starts affecting stats. That's my only thing there. So, I... It's just, it's like funny. It's like, it's not, it doesn't feel like professional anymore once you're watching a player go out there. It's like comical at this point. What's professional about like, okay, guys, this other team has had enough. Come on off the field. You guys lose. There's not a sport that does that. It's like, hey, take your beating and and stay out there for nine innings. Um, But the one thing I'll say about this, it's like, who who is this really like hurting? The position players like pitching. The hitters benefit because they're not facing tough pitch, it, and the fans like watching it. It's like what? Eh. It's it's funny. It's comical. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Last thing, Alex. Um. Mm. Lot of lot of talk lately. What? In the last couple of days about sign stealing, specifically the Dodgers. Um. A couple of things have come out. One I sent you late at night. It came out. Uh, Evan Drellick, who's a a, a a writer, came out with a book. Winning fixes everything that just came out. And in this book, um, it mentions some sign stealing that happened. And it mentioned an unidentified member of the Red Sox accusing the Dodgers of engaging in the same sort of stuff that we all hear about from 
the Astros. And the quote, he said, the Dodgers have, have always been the thing that bothers me the most, said the member, per the Boston Globe, because they're the biggest cheaters in the whole effing industry. They were doing it against us in the 18 World Series. Um, and then that kind of created some more digging to be done. And from that digging today, another article was dug up from Tom Verducci back in 2018, where he talked all about sign stealing that was going on in Major League Baseball and how bad it was, specifically mentioning the Dodgers and what they were doing. So a lot going on here. Um, and in that, in that Tom Verducci article, at one point he says, here's how quickly things have changed, according to a Dodgers source. Three, di- three years ago, if you walked into the Dodgers video room behind the Dodgers dugout, you would have found Zach Granke pouring over the video of opposing hitters and really studying. This year, you walk into the same video room and you find a small army of 20 people in polo shirts. I wrote in my notes, poo shirts. I don't think it's poo <laughs> shirts. In polo shirts and slacks looking over video from the, house, from the in-house camera feed. These cameras are not used for training purposes. They are used expressly for stealing signs and deciphering tells from the pitcher. All I am here to say is if people are just still deciding to blame the Astros, you're wrong. And what the Astros did was wrong. And what teams were doing in Major League Baseball is wrong. It got out of hand. Major League Baseball had and did do something about it eventually. But I'm tired. I... I am interested to hear what you have to say here. I'm sure you're just going to poo-poo it like the people in the poo shirts in the video room. Uh-huh. What do you have to say about this? Innocent until proven guilty. We're never going to hear anything. Exactly. And you know what? I remember around this time, we weren't allowed to have monitors down in the camera pits because you're right next to the dugout and it could turn and you could see the broadcast and people in the dugout could see the broadcast. So I, I know it was around that time. So it was definitely a shift. Um, do you, it's, it's, do you it's, really it's, think the Dodgers weren't doing anything? I don't know. A part of the game is trying to figure out signs, right? That's been like since the start of time. And now that you have video and all these camera angles, I'm sure every team was looking at the monitors of the broadcast. That became a big thing. Like the broadcast couldn't play in certain areas. That became the thing. Kind, after, that became the thing after the Astros. Right. So this yeah. is from 2018. And mm-hmm. we, how many like you people want people are saying, well, where's the proof? One, we will never see literal proof. But how many players, how many writers need to come out and say, yeah, this is what happening. I mean, you want to you want to say people haven't talked about it. Who's talked about it? Chris Bassett, Eric Kratz, Josh Reddick, Tucker Barnhart, Chris Sale, Chris Bryant, Steven Souza Jr. have all come forward saying the entire league was stealing signs. Some of those players played for the Dodgers. So, look, my whole thing is. And, and it's specifically Dodgers fans that get so up in arms about this because of the 2017 World Series. You know what I think it is? I think Dodgers fans are the most mad and in denial because they were so quick to point the finger after what came out instead of just looking in the mirror and understanding that, you know what, it probably was a big part in the game of baseball. I think they're mad. I can see it in Alex's face right now. She's mad. And it's and it's okay. It was just It's a big part of baseball. It got out of hand. And like you said, we, we will never have physical, hardcore proof, I don't think. until We so- did from the Astros. Because Mike Fires came out because he was mad that he got released from the Astros and said exactly what they Give me some hard evidence, then I'll accept it. We, we won't find it until probably 20 years from now when players come out and like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, come on now. We, we won't. But players speaking out, coaches, managers, articles, it's like, come on. 
it wasn't right. It never has been. Major League Baseball stepped in and, and did something about it eventually. But if you think your team wasn't stealing signs and doing what the Astros were, were they banging a trash can? Probably not. But the the what they were doing is getting signs electronically and relaying it to the batters, and that crossed a line, and more and more has come out lately about teams doing it. And, uh, yeah, we just – it's news. It's in the news last couple of days, so we need to talk about it. Um, Alex. Hands up. Happy Valentine's Day. I happy am jealous day. of your, your Super Bowl trip. Um, it was it looked, lovely. It looked like an absolute blast. It was. Um, what a, This is a fun show, and baseball is back, guys. Baseball is back. Spring training is here. World Baseball Classic is around the corner. Oh, yeah. Alex and I in agreement on the winner of the WBC. Yeah. Man, I hope so. But this has been a blast. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be, Flippin' Bats. And we're on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch every episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod. (laughs) (laughs) I almost forgot it there. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Win a bat if you want. Send in a screenshot to the email, dbackslover143 at gmail.com. I appreciate you all. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next time for another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.